So, <clears throat> Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I used to make New Year's resolutions. And, I mean, like everyone did. I Back, way, way back then when I did it, it was always, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes. Because <clears throat> I smoked for 17 years, but I quit. It took me 10 years to quit. Like, I tried hypnosis, the patch, the pills, acupuncture, blah, blah, blah. And nothing worked. And I finally, when I was in EMT school, I finally quit cold turkey. Um, and never had cravings or wanted it or or anything after that, which is crazy. But I hated smoking the whole time I smoked. But I'd still smoked because everyone else smoked. <laughs> but anyway, so then I started getting to where I'd never, I'd, <clears throat> I didn't set any, res any more resolutions because, you know, nobody ever keeps those. But I really wanted to be a goal setter. But I never really did that either until I went to Safe P. <clears throat> At Safe P, um, my counselor taught me how to set goals. And one of my goals was to have this podcast started by Christmas. And we put it on paper and she showed me how to do, uh, how to do these other goals and how to, you know, line them out and, and break them down and stuff so they're not real, real overwhelming and all that. And I accomplished that because I put it on paper and I said I was going to. And... So I did it and I was really proud of myself and that because I've never, I mean, I've set goals a million times in my head. I've never put any on paper and I've never really achieved them the way that I wanted to achieve them. So, um, so that's what the crazy part is, is that, is that, uh, that I never really set any goals and I never really, it, it never really amounted to anything. Um, I always wanted to do a vision board. I'm still working on that, on pulling that off. <laughs> So, but, so another goal of mine was to have it, get a car by February the 1st. And I can tell y'all today being December 31st, I got a car and hopefully I'm picking it up on Monday. And the lady is so cool. She's, she found me a lender so she can help me build my credit. And I'm just, I'm beside myself with, with pride and joy and just, uh, uh, astonishment I mean honestly like I really really just am I mean I looked online at a few different ones and I saw this this one it's a Kia Sportage um it's a 2008 but I saw this one and I was like this one's perfect it's got it's it's a little worn but it's 13 years old but it drives good and she just put a new front end on it and is getting it aligned for me that's what the holdup is but I mean that was the one that I set my mind to, and I just spoke it into existence, and I prayed to God every day, like, I really need this car because I need to free up my honey so that he can move around and do the things he needs to do, and I can move around and do the things I need to do. I need to be working. I need to be going to my, <clears throat> continuing to go to my aftercare, continuing to go to NA. I need to be doing a lot of things. I need to move around. I need to go see my granny. That's my my. <laughs> The thing that makes me the happiest is that I get to go see my granny. I haven't seen my granny in so long. And she's the one person who wrote to me more every, every, every week, every other week. She wrote to me more than all of the other letters combined. And she's 86 years old. And I will always treasure those letters. And I love her so much. She's like my go-to because she too has buried a child. She's buried a husband. She's been through it. And... She always tells me, if you don't put your big girl panties on, you don't have my blood running through you at all. So suck it up, buttercup, and let's do this. And she'll let me whine and cry about my my BS for a little while, but then she just always has a way of, of snapping me out of it. And I, I'm just so, so overwhelmed 
with happiness and joy that I get to go see her in the flesh and put my arms on her, my hands on her, put my eyeballs on her and just love her because I just love her so, so, so much. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to fuck, to get to see her in the flesh. Um, the other part of that is just, you know, anyone who knows <clears throat> about when you first get your driver's license at 16, all of a sudden the whole world is open to you. Like you have freedom and especially being locked up this last, last year or whatever, like freedom <laughs> is that much more important. It's always been important to me, but I can kind of, you know, pacify myself with the dogs or the house. I've always got plenty to do here at the house. Um, but you know, just being able to go to the store, go to the mailbox, go run around, go to do anything, just get in the car and drive because I'm upset or I'm mad or I'm happy or I'm sad or go to the cemetery. I haven't been to the cemetery y'all in a long time. And I'm, I, I feel horrible even saying that because I used to go once a week and maybe, maybe I'm going to start doing that again because I know my daughter's not there, but it still makes me feel better to make her look better out there. And my mom and my dad and my brother and my grandmother, my other, one of my other grandmothers, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, you know, I just don't even know how to explain the freedom that I have. I mean, I guess y'all get it. You, you get it. You don't have to be locked up to know, know how great it feels to be able to move around of your own accord. So, um, the other thing is that, okay, so, you know, Daniel was going to rehab, so he made it through detox and he made it to his rehab. And it really sounds like he's going to thrive there. He's talking about, you know, wanting to become a, a substance abuse counselor, which I've never heard him talk about any kind of life life goals before in his life except graduating high school, and he did that. And whether he does it or not, he still had the the the, the notion to, to think about it and talk about it. And then he said he spent last night trying to help two guys that were detoxing, he thinks, from alcohol or whatever, just to keep them from leaving the premises uh, before they kind of came back to their senses or whatever. And and so, I mean, he's already kind of doing it, y'all. So I am so, I don't know, I'm just so proud of him because he sounds so good. And, and I, you know, he's the kind of kid that once he puts his mind to something, it's a wrap. It's, got, it's done. He's going to do it. He's going to accomplish it no matter what. And, and I feel like this has just been a... a waiting for him to find the right place and maybe too in him seeing me I hope uh because he keeps telling me every time something good happens he's like that's so great mom you deserve that so much you deserve such good things happening you deserve all this great stuff and you're doing great and you know he's always pep talking me and I feel like that maybe maybe you know I am leading by example I know y'all get sick of hearing me say that but that's just such a big goal for of mine not just with Daniel, but with so many, with everybody. Like I have so many people in my life that I'm just trying to show a better way of living by living, you know, because I want them to know how important their life is to me and to so many other people. Maybe not the people that they want it to be, and maybe not even people that they know about, but look, I'm somebody and, and you matter to me and, and I would be lost without you. And you all know who you are. It's not just one person. There's several people in my life that need to hear that. Probably everyone in my life needs to hear it from my best friend to my goddaughter, to my cousins and my aunts and my nieces and nephews and, and sister-in-laws and, and, and exes and, and best friends and lifelong friends and, and just everybody that's in my life. You matter to me. You have helped me become who I am today. 
So don't tell me that you don't have value. Don't tell me that you're not important because you absolutely mean the world to me. And someday I hope that you mean the world to you too. And if I have anything to do with it, I will make that happen however I can help and do whatever I can do. Because I just, I I think it's so important for people to know how great they are and you know yeah okay maybe bad things have happened to you or or around you or because of you but that doesn't mean that it's it's a reflection of you because if that were the case then then Taylor's suicide would be a reflection of me Daniel's addiction would be a reflection of me my addiction would be a, a reflection of me and guess what it's none of those things I am my I am the child of the most high God and I'm human and I made mistakes and I'm going to keep making mistakes. And guess what? That doesn't mean that I'm not worthy or that my life doesn't have value. And it doesn't mean that yours doesn't either. So here's another little tidbit. Um, I've been talking to my aftercare counselor and I wanted to volunteer to do this peer support thing um, at the place where I go to aftercare. So he was talking to me and I totally forgotten about this, that I learned about this in Safe P. But there's some kind of peer counseling or peer support counseling kind of position that you can actually get certified for and do as a job. Like, I don't think I could be a, a, a substance abuse counselor just for the simple fact that I don't I don't have the patience for it. And I know that I, I just don't think I would be good in that capacity because I'm kind of an enabler. I'm kind of codependent. And I know my limitations like I but I'm gr a great cheerleader on the sidelines like I can peer support your ass off. <laughs> I mean, really, I really can because I do believe in you, which is why it would be hard for me to counsel you and tell you what you're doing is fucked up. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Um, so I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to look into it. He's going to give me some information and and I can do my internship, I think, and, and all my training and stuff all right there where I'm already going every week. And for the next year. So I'm so excited because now I, I don't know. I just don't even want to know what to tell y'all what my 2022 is already starting to look like. But I know that I have to be careful not to be over, overly um, optimistic and think that I've got this, this addiction licked. I don't, I don't think that at all. And I don't think that, that something bad is never going to happen to me. I believe me. Trust and believe I know that with all my heart. However, I also know with all my heart that <clears throat> whatever happens in my life or to my life or to the, anyone around me or anything around me, I can, I can figure it out and, and, and move past it and, and learn from it and try to find the silver, <clears throat> excuse me, the silver lining in it and, and just, you know, feel what I'm feeling at the time. And own my emotions. Um, and if there's any, if I have any part of it, any accountability, take accountability for myself and figure it out and just go from there. So, I mean, honestly, I do not believe, I mean, I know that good Christian people have bad things happen to them all the time. I absolutely know that. And I also know too that, that, Character, your character is not built by what happens to you, but how you rise from it. And that's when you need to turn to God. And, and I'm not going to get all preachy, but you all know that I, I am a good Christian person and I love God more than life itself. And I always will. And I'm going to preach, preach and glorify him in everything because it is because of him that I am still here. 
And I cannot stress that to y'all enough. Like when I've been at my lowest, let me just tell you, I have been able to pray myself out of jail before, but by getting pulled over and just prayed and prayed and prayed and, and not gone to jail when I absolutely should have. But the times that I have gone, I didn't pray to get out of it. I needed help and I needed help so badly that I was willing to go to jail to get it. Thank God. Um, I got to go to Safe P this last time because I promise you that that prison rehab saved my life. I mean, it saved my life. No kidding. Because I didn't, I wasn't living. I haven't lived my at all in my first 51 years at all, like at all. And so I'm just so excited about being able to live the next 50 and go from there. And, and I don't know what I'm going to accomplish, but I know it's all going to be through God's grace and loving mercy and, and it's all going to be part of God's plan. And, you know, sometimes I will fall off of my high horse. <laughs> I try not to get too soapboxy, but sometimes I do. And that's okay. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. But if you do, or you want to, you feel like you have a lot to say, you know what? Like I always say, come on my show. And then maybe we can spin you off of my podcast to your own podcast. Cause I mean, everyone has a voice and everyone has a story. And I just can't wait to hear some of y'all's stories. I've got so many people lined up that I'm ready to, to talk to on my show. So much that I want people to, to hear about you. Not just about me, but about you. Because I know that everything is relatable on some levels. So, like, I hope you have a very safe and happy, 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 happy new year. I hope you are with people that you love. I hope that the new year has is everything that you want it to be, has full of hope and promise and joy and discovery. And um, shout out to my uncle who couldn't go to Vegas because he's homesick with COVID. He's getting better. So I hope, I hope he continues to recover. And to all of my family and friends and everybody that stood beside me whenever I've been screwing up bigger than shit so much <laughs> that it's not even it's not even fathomable how I'm not dead or in, in prison like for real. Um, and my my babies, my one in heaven, my one in rehab and all the ones that I've adopted along the way. I love you all so very much. Um, and to the man who puts up with me every single day of the week, <laughs> he's just the greatest y'all. Like he took care of my dogs for this whole time I've been gone. He took care of my dogs. He, he packed up everything in this house by himself and painted and got everything ready. So it's so nice and homey for me to come home. He's just, he just is amazing. And he takes care of me like, like nobody ever has. And I'm so thankful and so proud that, that he chose me. Um, because he's just like, I don't know where I would be without him. He's the, he's amazing. And I promised him, or I told him I wasn't ever going to mention his name. He didn't really care either way, but, uh, that's just been kind of my rule. The only people you'll hear me call by name is going to be Daniel and Taylor, unless, uh, they're on my show, then I can talk about them. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, um, I'm not really here to tell anybody else's stories. It's not really up to me what what I talk about that's not related, that's not directly related to me. So, um, I'm not going to tell your story for you unless you ask me to, but I would really like to hear it from you. So, um, anyways, that's all I really have to say right now. Maybe I'll touch base with you again tomorrow <clears throat> and see if everybody's laid up watching football and all that good stuff. Um, 
I just wanted to kind of talk about goals and goals versus resolutions. If and if you have some goals or you set some goals or if you have or you're doing resolutions, you know, hit me up or send me a voice message or email me or whatever. However you can reach me, reach me. Because I would love to hear from you guys, okay? I love everybody. Happy New Year, y'all. 2022 is going to be amazing. Get ready for it because it's going to be your year to shine. And I love you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love and be loved. Later. Hey, gang. So, how's everything going? Um, A lot has happened in the last few days. Daniel left rehab, and honestly, I can't say that I blame him because they called it work therapy, where they basically worked him seven days a week, and there was no therapy, no counseling. They just made him go to three AA meetings a week. On what planet does that make any sense? Like, if that worked, where you could just work yourself to death and go to meetings, then um, we would all have been able to do it, or at least faked it pretty well so I'm not really I'm upset with him because I just want better for him but I'm not upset because I get why he left I really really do so we're just gonna keep trying until he we get it right I mean I just hate it for him because he's very upset with himself and um you know the whole thing is that as his mother as Taylor's mother All I wanted was for all their dreams to come true. This is so not how I planned for my life to go. So, of course, it's not how I planned for their life to go. And I know that I have no control over any of that. But I just want so much better for him. I want so much better for me. I want so much better for all of you. You know, I just know that, that, I mean, whoever's struggling to get clean, look, this shit is hard. It's hard every single day. It's hard... If you have a way to leave the place where you're at and you don't like it, it's hard if you have a place that you were stuck in, in prison, like, <laughs> in prison, safe pee, whatever, where you can't leave, it's hard. It's hard no matter how you do it. So the fact that finding someplace on your own that's going to be, like, the place that helps you get better is not as easy as it looks. It's not as easy as it sounds. It's it's pretty effing hard. I mean, you're basically just putting all your... All your sadness, all your all your anger, all your disappointment, all your fears, and all your just all your everything that has made you so sad and so disgusted with yourself and so angry with the world and so disillusioned with everything <clears throat> and you're putting all your faith in the one one philosophy, one way of thinking, one therapeutic goal or 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 plan or whatever and until you find the right one for you then I don't I mean luckily my first go round with it was prison <laughs> that's the I mean honestly I don't I, I can tell you right now I don't know if I would have left all these places but I probably wouldn't have would have thought about it and I really honestly if I could have just signed myself out and I would have had a car or even if I wouldn't if I could have gotten on a train or whatever I probably would have left too because you know why? Because I might have been in prison, but I was getting nine hours of therapy a day, nine hours of group a day, nine hours a day, Monday through Friday, four hours on the weekends. So, I mean, 
to say that you can do it with three AA meetings a week and working your ass off for people for nothing for seven dollars to seven to twenty five dollars a week. I mean, working does help. Don't get me wrong; it's not that. But if you're not an alcoholic, why would why would you go to an AA meeting? If you're not ready to to talk about all that stuff just as a peer group, I mean, it's a peer group. It's not a counseling session. It's a peer group. So basically, you're just talking about your stuff. Don't get me wrong. AA, NA, they're great. They're awesome as peer groups. But they're just that, peer groups. There's no no, no facilitator there that has, I mean, maybe they might have, have counseling uh, accredit, accreditations or credit, whatever. They might have gone to school to do whatever they do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a little wound up. But they're there, not there in that capacity. They're there in the capacity of, I'm also an alcoholic. I'm also a drug addict. I'm also whatever I am. I'm not here as the therapy, therapeutic advisor or a counselor, or I can't help you in any way like that. I can just maybe do this or talk about this or whatever. I mean, it's just, I'm so upset because I had such as good intention, good hopes and good aspirations for him you know, to make this work, and then he gets there, and it's like, you know, oh, the extra things you can do are Bible study. Don't get me wrong. Y'all know I love God more than life itself, and that I am a firm believer in having faith and reading the Bible and doing all your things that you need to do to find your spiritual path, but when you're trying to get better, sometimes it feels like God's not there for you, and um, like, <laughs> at least not right there until you can get still and you recognize God's voice in your head then you probably don't hear what he's telling you because you don't know that that's who that is in your head. Trying to beat out all the negative thoughts because sometimes God's voice, God's voice is a weird, really, really small whisper and you got to get really quiet with yourself and you got to really just know what you're doing. Maybe not what you're doing, but you just have to be in a better headspace and a better place than where you're at when you first try to start recovery. So I don't really think that any, God bless the people that are trying to, to pray stuff away for everyone. I have tried that with myself and with Daniel for years now. And like I said, it took prison for me and I haven't found out what's going to work for him yet. So, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm not knocking any of the religious places at all. I absolutely am not. Any place that's going to try to help you, God bless them and you for at least trying, you know? I'm just trying to figure stuff out for my kid, um, because right now I just really feel like he's going down a dark spiral, and um, I mean, he says he's not using the heroin since he's gotten out, and I believe him because I can tell the difference, but <clears throat> at the same time, he's white-knuckling it, and I mean, it doesn't really seem like anybody gives a shit but me and him, and Maybe that's not true. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's not true. I don't talk to all the people he talks to, and he doesn't say anything about you know nobody's helping him or it, he never tells me that. This is my assumption because I feel like I'm trying to help him all by myself, and maybe that's because I'm not trying to. I don't know what I need to be doing differently. <laughs> Honestly, I just I, you know, I know that I need to be doing something different, and I don't know what it is. So, um, <laughs> I'm welcome, I'm welcoming all in any feedback. I mean, we've got all these hotline numbers and all these numbers to call and stuff. And it's like, you know, 
Every place wants to do an assessment over the phone. Well, he doesn't have a phone unless he's in Wi-Fi. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have things to, to, to help him do this or do that or whatever the case may be. He doesn't have any of that. So that's the part where everything's kind of messed up. Um, I mean, right now he's stationary for the next couple of days. He needs to make some calls to some places, I guess, and see if he can get get some things going, um, I don't know, I just, I just don't want to lose this kid, and I'm just so, so scared, I mean, I worry about so many people all day long, which I know, I mean, I will be the first one to tell y'all that I have to give a lot of y'all to God on a regular basis, and him included, and me, and myself, everyone in my life, the people closest to me, because sometimes I just can't take it all on anymore, because I don't want it to affect my sobriety. And I don't want it to affect... Because I know that I can't do it all. And I know that I can't save anyone. But sometimes it just feels like I have to try. <laughs> and that's my ego, I guess. <laughs> Thinking that I'm even... I'm even that, that all-powerful, omnip omnipotent, or whatever. <laughs> and that I have, I have powers. I know that. I mean, I can pray my ass off for you, and I will, and I do. But I just, you know, I have to figure out, I don't know, some meaning for my life, too. And the only thing I know how to do is talk. And I don't know if my talking is helping anyone. Because it's it's not helping my own kid, you know? This, this, I will tell you, this podcast is purely selfish because it does help me most of the time. Sometimes it feels like, um, like I'm dancing around in circles and I'm not really saying anything, but then whenever I, I get finished, I notice that I feel better. So, um, I don't know. Pretty soon I'm going to need to start talking about other things besides just, I don't know, I want to talk about sometime coming up in the next few next episodes is um, things that inspire me to be better. And just, it just something just hit me wrong tonight. That's why I wanted to record this. And I don't even know if it's going to make it to an episode or not, but if it does, it's okay. Uh <laughs> I have been told that I'm supposed to give a disclaimer about crying ahead of time because that makes everybody else sad. <laughs> I can't ever do that because I don't ever know when I'm going to. But um, I just I'm just so appreciative that everyone listens and and gives me this outlet to to talk myself out, uh, through a lot of things that go in my head like, nonstop, like 80, 80 to nothing, 90 to nothing. What is this phrase? It's 90 to nothing. Sorry. <laughs> My brain fog has been really, really rich this week, this week. So ninety to nothing in my head. Everything is spinning out of control sometimes. And, um, really what I need to do is, uh, figure out how to find out if I need medication for my ADHD. I don't think I need anything for my depression because that seems to be doing a lot better. Like I was taking my Wellbutrin, then I just quit taking it because I ran out and I haven't really noticed a difference. So my counselor and I both have decided that we don't, we both don't think that I need it, but I definitely need something for focus. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to do anything for me. I really just want a schedule. I want to go back to work. I'm ready for a schedule 
and ready for, you know, structure again, because I've kind of let that slide trying to, I don't know, trying to get well because I've been so sick for over four weeks and I'm finally feeling better. And now my schedule is all screwed up. So anyways, um, my ex-husband has got COVID again. So I hope I just want to shout out and tell him I hope he feels better. And um, y'all just keep praying for Daniel and me and I'll keep praying for you and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love and be loved, y'all. Later.